Welcome to the 168 Podcast, bringing you the best in fitness, health, and all things in between, with your host, Parissa. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the 168 Podcast. This is the first one I'm doing where I can see myself and and my guest on a laptop and watch via Zoom. So this is going to be fun. Um, so I'm with Sinead Roberts, Dr. Sinead Roberts. Excuse me. Um, so the last time we spoke was this time last year because we had just gone into lockdown over here in Australia and, um, and it was just before Ramadan and we did a webinar for our members on nutrition and we spoke about all sorts of things and we also spoke about um, nutrition during fasting and, you know, fast forward 12 months and here we are again. Um, and there's lots of, <laughs> you guys are still in lockdown. I know. I have, So it went until when? Monday. And Monday. then we're semi out of lockdown. And how long have you been in lockdown? For? Since December the 15th again. And we were only out of it for two and a half weeks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so since December 15th till now, you've only had two um, weeks of... Um, Yeah, so we were in lockdown until we gradually came out of lockdown from July until August or September. Yeah, we were out of lockdown until November the second, I think. Went back into lockdown until like December the second. Came out of lockdown for two weeks and then went back into lockdown. Oh my god! (laughs) Well, hopefully, fingers crossed. This is it. It's onwards and upwards, and um, and we can get to a new normal as soon as possible. So, um, Sinead, you are a performance nutritionist. You work with a lot of athletes. You work with a lot of CrossFit athletes as well in particular um, to help with their nutrition to optimise performance. Um, You have a PhD in cell growth and metabolism. Is that right? (laughs) Excellent. Um, And you are currently completing, well, no, this was, this might be done now. Um, to join the UK Sports and Exercise Nutrition Register. Yeah, 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 I'm on it now. So I'm on that now. And Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, on that now and lecturing as well. So Wow, really? So Busy. Yeah, so, yeah, which was probably, I mean, it's something I always wanted to get into, but lockdown definitely. Coronavirus has had some benefits, I guess. Yeah. And are you, <laughs> is that all via, that's all via Zoom now, isn't it? You're, you'd be giving your lectures online. Yeah, they're never actually going back in person for lectures. Oh, at all? University. No, wow. It's like completely changed how universities in the UK are probably going to run going forward. So, yeah. I think a lot of industries are going to, you know, a lot of corporates won't go back to the office because they realise people can work from home. I think it's going to change a lot of things. Yeah, they're actually a lot of the businesses around because I'm in a very like business centric area, Canary Wharf in London, which is like business hub, and probably about fifty percent of those offices aren't going back ever, so they've got rid of them. Wow. So they're actually, gonna, oh, they've got like five year plan to turn Canary Wharf into a residential and art centre. That's going to be amazing. Mm, yeah, really cool. Beautiful. Really cool. Oh, um, wow. yeah, it's insane. I was looking around that area um, when I was supposed to move to London many, many years ago. <laughs> I, it rang yeah. a, the name rang a bell that's why yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's gonna be completely different amazing well um I'll get stuck right into it so um you do focus on um uh you know 
nutrition for performance and you work with a lot of athletes. Do you also work with a lot of sort of everyday people, average Joes that come to you for nutrition advice? Yeah, definitely. So I, I mean, most of, I've got a few people who do zero exercise, but most of the people I work with are like some do some form of exercise um, and it's everyone from just you know someone does it a few times a week to keep generally fit through to athletes so yeah, yeah. The full spectrum um so obviously with recreational people it's normally more around like how to make nutrition work for their life as much as for their training the training yeah. is just kind of like the added bonus through to how to make performance nutrition work for your specific sport the more competitive you are yeah and you work with you've got a lot of sort of more on the elite side of of athletes and is yeah, that- a, mi- a real mix actually um yeah so yeah a little bit of a range and is that in a mix of a variety of different sports yeah so mainly so I think so my main sports that I work with um and it's it's good because I'm most interested in them but it's because they're they're, the very mixed discipline sports um is combat sports and crossfit um so things where you're kind of trashing your body a lot so how do you how do you fuel and recover and also sports where people under fuel quite a lot um and obviously the associated injuries and things you can get with that yeah um and particularly because both sports are either aesthetic is a big part of it for a lot of people even if they don't admit it and yeah. uh, or, or like obviously with 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 boxing or or any combat sport it's a weight class sport so um how to make weight and not i was just gonna ask you so you you know the combat sport versus crossfit crossfit you don't need to be a certain weight you don't need to make a weight class combat sports very much is a part of you know cutting weight or whatever it might be it's very much a big part of it yeah the psychology is definitely very different between combat sports and crossfit um because obviously this is a massive generalization and it's not the case for you know every combat athlete um also it's not the case for every crossfit athlete but uh combat athletes are very much um on off nutrition typically like fight or tournament coming up i need to lose weight um not so focused on performance and then afterwards it's just like i'll eat what i want um whereas crossfit is probably they're more generally conscious or generally aware that nutrition can fuel or not fuel um, yeah. performance um even if you know getting there can be a bit tricky yeah okay so how does i, I wanted to ask how your approach differs um you know say you get a, a client come to you who's your average person trains three to four times a week goals that are just keep fit and healthy, you know, work, kids, trying to balance everything versus, you you know, the athlete that you have who is training to compete, who is almost a full-time athlete. Um, The approach is going to be very, very different. And and I think this might need to be a two-part podcast. (laughs) The the approach with, with these two athletes, and I've given you two very general situations um but how do you how do you differ your approach to to these two people yeah so i think so priorities come is is probably the main way where it differs and then the nutrition or sort of approach nutrition kind of falls from that because if we think about food food has a role in health performance body composition and lifestyle um or preference or social fun or whatever you want to call it, you know, like just, just, just a non-physical role, sort of that lifestyle role. Um, and they're not mutually exclusive. Um, 
you can obviously balance where the priorities are between them, but they're not necessarily all in sync. So, for example, if you are a CrossFit athlete, um, performance, at least at a certain time of the years, has to take precedence. And that might actually be at the expense of, of some elements of health and body composition temporarily. And it's certainly going to be at the expense of if your favorite thing is to go out and get, you know, drunk off your head five times a week that's not going to work you know so the lifestyle bit might have to take a take take a back seat um so you've got those four elements and then for any individual at any point in the year there's going to be one or more of those that is the priority but obviously when it comes to an athlete short and long-term performance has to be the priority if they really do want to be the best athlete they can be um now obviously you don't want them to hate their food but food is more part of their job Yes. So it's kind of what they've got to do. Um, And make it taste nice and all that jazz. But, um, you know, they have to get certain things in. They might not like eating X amount of carbohydrates, but you know what? You don't want to be done. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot more flexibility um, generally with the general population. So, sort of just, you know, us regular keep fitters because. We don't have to perform to a certain level. We don't have to have a certain body composition. We don't, we can, we can trade, we, we can probably more have it all simply because our goals in any one area are not so extreme that they're yeah. going to interfere with the other elements. Um, so typically um, when we're thinking about um, the general population there, um, you're, you're sort of focusing on, okay, well, okay, cool. What are your goals in the gym? Or what are, you, what are your body composition goals? But then let's also really look at your lifestyle. Like what is actually practical mm-hmm. and what is actually going to make you happy? Because guaranteed you might want, say just going purely body composition, you might want to have um, as a guy a 10% body fat, but you're going to be, do you really want to give up burger with your mates on a Friday night in order yeah. to achieve that? Um, or, you know, you might want a crazy short grace time yeah but you really want to sacrifice the social life to be in the gym that much and sleep that much and all that to, in order to achieve it so and obviously that all then all plays into nutrition as well so it's working out where someone's priorities are or where someone's priorities have to be for what their goals are in life yeah that's um, right and finding a balance yeah, yeah exactly yeah whereas um, I think for an athlete or for someone who is looking at competing and and performing at, at higher at a higher level I imagine you would be guiding them towards sort of, okay, you're going to have to make those sacrifices if you want to be at the top of your game or if you want to perform at this level. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it's not about, you know, food being a burden in any way, shape or form. Because also for an athlete, maybe even more so than the general population, food has to be as stress-free as possible because, you know, all stress is stress and is going to fill up the stress bucket that means they don't perform as well or you don't recover as well so you're trying to make food as simple as possible but there's probably more stringent principles that you need to adhere to yeah um just to make sure you're the best you can be yeah and how important is it for someone who is looking at performing who who is looking at competing how important is their nutrition for someone who comes in and goes it's okay i train six times a day and I take one rest day or maybe no rest day. Um, <laughs> I can eat what I want. Yeah. yeah. How, what uh, would you say? What are your thoughts? <laughs> I would say you're probably not putting your body in the best position for long-term success if you're not fueling well. 
Um, and that's not to say you can't be a brilliant athlete because genetics, um, you know, mental grit yeah. um, and pure will of iron can, and, and just natural ability um, and training history can make you very, very good. Yeah. But why not be better? Like why not, why not get even better by using food to your advantage or see where it can go? Like if you're truly, truly wanting to be the best you can be, mm-hmm. if you just want to beat everyone else and you're already beating everyone else, fine. Um, although, you know, long-term you may have health or injury risks, but we can never predict that. Um, but if you want to be the best athlete you can be, nutrition is key because it, it fuels your training sessions, but it's also what enables you to, adapt to get fitter faster stronger because mm-hmm. getting fitter faster stronger a needs fuel but it also needs building blocks like you are literally what you eat everything every part of your body has like come from something you've shoved in your mouth at some point in time yeah. um indirectly obviously but um so you need to if you, if you want that body to be built in the the best possible way for your sport in response to your training stimulus um you can train all you want but that's only telling your body to get fitter, faster, stronger. Um, your food is kind of enabling you to get fitter, faster, stronger, along with sleep and recovery and an appropriate training program and all that jazz. But um, so, yeah, I would say it's definitely not something to be overlooked. And it also plays a part, not just in fueling for performance, but also in the recovery, um, as well as, you know, recovery covers so many things and you've got your sleep and your rest days and all, all this sort of stuff. But food plays a huge part in that. And if you're not eating the right things, you aren't giving yourself the chance to recover. Yeah, exactly. And particularly if you're doing multiple training sessions a day, um, for example, like if you're not recovering as best as possible between them, Mm. your second session is going to be suboptimal to some degree. Um, And there are specific situations where you want to train underfueled, but that is when the rest of your diet is very much optimized so that you're really doing the icing on the cake and the small tweaks to like, your energetic system and things like that. But that is, again, a specific strategy, not just uh, seven days a week, I'm going to do my seven, second session, like dragging yeah. myself on the floor because I haven't. all I've eaten is protein and veg since the morning and I did like an hours-long Metcon or something and trashed myself. And so what are some things that you would look out for on that? So if, if, if someone is, for example, someone who's listening and they think, okay, maybe I'm not, eating what I should and I feel super, super tired or I'm sore or whatever it might be. What are some things that you would be looking for as indicators of malnutrition for an athlete who is training, you know, two twice a day or two hours a day or four hours a day or whatever they're doing? Yeah. So I would say, so a lot of the time this, obviously you can have, um, not the wrong type of nutrition, but you can have, there's kind of two issues with inappropriate fueling with athletes um one of them is pretty much just not having enough energy so not having enough calories and then obviously you can have enough calories but your ratios of the types of food so specifically the macronutrients so proteins carbs and fats might not be great for what you want to do but the main one so focusing on the first primary one because ultimately calories are the first uh, are king calories are the first principle to focus on um, so you've got this idea of, so if we have a certain number of calories in the day, um, and that's our energy. So that's the energy our body has. We then actively expend a certain amount of energy on exercise. And that is within our control because we decide how much training we do. 
And so then all the calories that are left over or the energy that's left over, we call that energy availability. And that's what the body has got to do everything with. So keeping us alive plus elements of recovery um, and low energy availability. So not having enough to do everything the body needs to do is typically what's going to drive symptoms certain symptoms that are going to lead to impacts on health and performance in the short and long term and so the real classic symptoms of that are always tired like really really fatigued um or maybe say you take a rest day on sunday monday and tuesday you feel great and by wednesday you feel like you've hit the wall mm-hmm. like that that's because you're typically you're under recovering obviously some people overtrain, but more often than not it's under recovery rather than <laughs> overtraining. Yeah. um so yeah constant fatigue um trouble concentrating um increased frequency of injuries, particularly bone or soft tissue injuries um, and niggles, Um, increased frequency of illnesses, particularly upper respiratory tract infections, and particularly if you're getting them in summer, spring, summer and autumn, um, as much as you are in winter, um, because that's a sign Mm. that both of those, that the injury risk and the immune uh, sort of the infections are a sign that your immune system isn't isn't functioning properly because it simply doesn't have the the energy um and, and or it is overstressed yeah. because it's trying to recover you the whole time because your muscles are always damaged and your lungs are always at their full capacity kind of thing um so they're the main symptoms and then in women as well um irregular or missed periods um because yeah. again your body's just like right, well, I certainly don't have the energy available to have a child, therefore I'm yeah. not going to run that risk by manipulating my hormones so that I could have a child. Um, so, so that's, women in some ways are luckier than men in being able to identify low energy availability because mm-hmm. you've got that, that, that happens first typically or is a very early thing that occurs. So you've got an early warning sign, whereas men don't have that. Yeah. Um, they just start getting sick more or more niggles. Yeah. Um, but that can take, you can be quite far down the line before you'll suddenly go, wait a minute, I've had five colds this year. That is not normal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the, that's the kind of the real, and that's probably what I would say is the biggest issue with particularly CrossFit athletes who the very nature of CrossFit is you're trying to push your body to the limit. And yeah. so you think this feeling is normal, uh, particularly when you start doing like multiple training sessions um, in yeah. a week. So that's the one to be to be to be really focused on. And I think it can also be quite common in CrossFit because CrossFit's not a weight class sport, but I think we would be kidding ourselves if we didn't say that for a lot of people there is that aesthetic component. They want to like people want 100%. to look yeah. lean and ripped and jacked. Um so they want to have loads of muscle, but they also want to be super lean. So and and there's that trade-off because you you can't be at minimal body fat all year round usually and be healthy like if you look at any of the games athletes like when they come off off season obviously they don't balloon up but they are certainly not like if you see them in game like you see the, the females in sort of the, the games week their body fat is at a level that is not sustainable for health all year round yeah which they know because they're in performance mode that's where performance is is, is taking present but then they'll go into their off season yeah it doesn't mean you have to pile on 10 kilos you know they'll put on three or four more kilos yeah get their body working back again get healthy again and, and then go down again um yeah. but obviously i think when we're outside of that real pro pro arena there's that temptation to try and be that lean all year round which then obviously when you're training at that volume can really lead to this risk of taking in insufficient calories which then leads to all these energy availability issues yeah and there's a little risk of a lot of long-term issues then as well with this um what are your thoughts on, you hear about a lot of 
and not just CrossFit athletes, but a, a lot of professional athletes in general um, who talk about nutrition and, and because of the amount of training they do and the volume of training that they do, it's kind of like, oh, I just eat burgers and this and chocolate bars and whatever because yeah. I train 10 times a day and this many yeah. hours a day. And how important is quality? And yes, you are having, you are, you know, using so much energy and you do need so much calorie intake. You can't just eat broccoli and steamed veggies and chicken and rice all day. But, you know, what are your thoughts on that? How important is the quality of the food that you're eating? Quality is definitely important. Um, Definitely really, really important. Um, I think, um, or I think, so obviously if you're getting to the point where you're on sort of like say four or 5,000 calories a day, um, actually things like burgers um, and even chocolate, depending when you have it in the day in terms of training and recovery um, can be really useful um, simply because like you said, you can't, if you, especially if an athlete is training multiple times a day, obviously if you have like three kilos of fruit and veg, your gut is not going to love you when you try and go into a bed. You're going to have too much fiber. So you actually sometimes need some more refined calorie dense foods but that's on should be on top of a diet that provides a complete range of vitamins and minerals and should still be in the context of getting enough of relevant macronutrients um so yeah quality is hugely important so calories and the macronutrients so protein fats and carbs they're the energy and building blocks of the body but the vitamins and minerals are how we access any of that because they're required for everything to function in our body. So, you know, I could have all the protein in the world, but if I don't have iron, I'm probably not going to get very far because my blood system and cardiovascular system and oxygen carrying capacity is going to be shocking. Um, So I I probably will die half an hour into a workout and won't build muscle anyway. So like it's super, super important to have those key micronutrients and especially because there are certain vitamins and minerals that athletes require at a higher, uh, a higher amount than kind of the general population. So you've got to have a real focus on, on getting them. Um, So iron is one which is why a burger can be handy if it's made of red meat, but, um, you know, uh, so yeah, so I think, um, especially in social media, some of those posts can be misleading. So I think often if you, yes, sure, they do eat those things, but if you actually looked at a typical day of eating, they would also have had a range of complex carbohydrates through the day, um, a range of vegetables, a range of this, that, and the other. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Or if they're not, their gut might not like them in the long run. That's (laughs) right. And you see, you do all the all the right things first. You get your macros in, your proteins, fats, carbs, tick all those boxes. And then it's almost like you know someone coming in and saying, "Oh, should I be taking um, creatine or magnesium or this supplement?" But the foundations of the diet are not quite there yet. Get the foundations right, get the basics right first, and then look at the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. Because like, even if you are the most elite athlete in the world, you are still more a human than you are an athlete. So yeah. there are those basic requirements for function um, yeah. that that we need. And like even the, some of the like the ways I always describe it as well is like protein. We always 
very importantly certainly like definitely not taking away from it i spent my life studying it but protein is obviously super important for muscle and in sports nutrition we all say oh we got to eat protein we've got to like build our muscle but unless you're someone who's like probably the size of the rock or something like that most of the protein you eat is actually going to regenerate your gut because that turns over more than any other tissue in the body so it needs more protein than any other tissue in the body and and particularly the more more we eat the more it's going to turn over because it's more it's doing work and doing work wears stuff out so you know we are more human than we are athletes so mm. yeah everyone's got to get those basic requirements in and obviously basic requirements are impacted by what you do in your sport but yeah supplements are like just that they're kind of supplements to a diet rather than a replacement yeah, yeah definitely um so i kind of want to shift gears a little bit yeah moving away from um you know food for performance and nutrition for performance I know we've got a lot of members at 168 who will be starting fasting next week for the month of Ramadan. And so basically you're cutting everything, including water, from sunrise to sunset. And I know most of my guys are going to continue their training. Um, So... And this is something they've been doing for a number of years and they they continue training for for the month and sort of tailor their training times and, and what have you. What, um, any, any sort of advice or any, any piece of, of, of recommendations that you can give to, to anyone who is, and it doesn't, not, maybe not necessarily for Ramadan, but, you know, in general, if someone is for whatever reason going through a period of fasting and they want to keep training, what would be your advice? Um, so, and particularly for Ramadan, so there are there are two things to consider. One is, are you going to eat twice or just once? Um, so, you know, are you going to eat at sunset and before sunrise, or are you just going to eat at sunset and then get more sleep? Um, so, what I would say is, if you are, um, so if we take sunrise eating first. So before sunrise, what you're trying to do is you're trying to fuel yourself and get as hydrated as possible to last you through the day. Mm-hmm. So what you want to focus on is dual, um, sort of you've got a dual purpose. You want immediate energy and you want energy for the rest of the day. So um, first and foremost, you want a huge hit of protein um, because you want that to last you as far as you can into the day um, and protein can't be stored. So um, you use it or lose it. So obviously you're not going to have optimal protein intakes. You're about to have a huge period where you won't have any. So you want to at least give your body a big hit mm-hmm. um, right at the start. So, you know, whether that's a handful or two of protein um, or a high protein food, that's brilliant. Um, you also want to have some immediate energy. So you want some relatively fast digesting carbs. So sort of the more sugary based ones, which could be something like milk or honey or um, quite dense fruits um, or dried fruits, really. Um, But then you also want energy to last through the day. So you want to try and get some more complex carbohydrates. Um, So whether that's oats or potatoes or pasta, like, uh, um, yeah, pasta. So it will last you a bit longer. Mm -hmm. Plus fats are really slow digesting. So you want to make sure you've got some fats in there, whether that is that you have fatty meat or you have like a tablespoon of peanut butter on top of whatever you're eating um, or it's big fry up for breakfast or something like that. Um, just so that, again, it's sustaining you and providing slow release energy through the morning or through the day. Yeah. Um, from a health perspective, obviously, we do focus on a lot of fiber. 
and fiber can help slow digestion but i would say through ramadan focus more on getting fats for slow digesting slow release energy rather than fiber mm -hmm. and that's simply because fiber is voluminous and so it's quite filling mm -hmm. so you may find that you find it harder to get in enough calories to sustain as best training and recovery as you possibly can if you're having a super high fiber diet now that doesn't mean cut out all fruit and vegetables and like you know brown carbs um but just be mindful of you know have this is an arbitrary number but say typically i will say to people make sure you get more than 600 grams of fruit and veg in a day yep. whereas maybe like through ramadan you're like maybe i'll cap that unless it's dried fruit maybe i'll cap that more about like 500 grams okay. just so i'm not like having half a plate of broccoli and then like well i don't want a bagel or any oats now because i'm not yeah. really stuffed um, so that's the one thing I would say in the morning. Um, after sunset, it's very similar principle in that you do want some slow digesting protein. Um, I would say if you're going to be eating again at sunrise, yes, you want like a, a good handful, but you don't need to have as much as you might be having before sunrise simply because the time from sunrise to sunset is longer than sunset to sunrise. Yeah. So you don't need that protein to last quite as long. Okay. So actually your focus at sunset is getting refueling in really, really quickly. So things like, but we're trying to balance this as well, because you want, particularly if you've been training, you want some quite rapidly digesting um, carbohydrates mm -hmm. um, because you want to refuel from everything you've used for the day. But we don't want an excess of sugar because sugar um or high sugar items you know you get that carb coma you you, you fall asleep yeah. a little bit quicker but yeah. actually your deep sleep is disrupted okay. and again, particularly if you're going to be waking if you're going to have a shorter sleep period than you ordinarily would because you need to be up before sunrise to eat again yeah and your training like sleep is super important to recovery and if you're already compromising the length of your sleep you really don't want to compromise the quality of your sleep yeah. Um, so, and fats can help you with deep sleep. Um, so again, you definitely want fats in there. Um, I would go with kind of your moderately fast digesting carbs. So go for like white carbs, like yeah. white bagels, white pasta, white rice. So it is digesting relatively quickly, but as well, because you're having it with some proteins and fats, you'll probably have some veggies or fruit in there. Mm -hmm. It's not going to massively spike your blood sugar and you're, you're not going to have as disrupted, um, slow wave sleep um this is all very much generalizations because the one really interesting thing that we're coming to discover recently is that actually everyone's blood sugar responses to the same food are very very different right um, so some people will have their blood sugar spiked again these are just arbitrary examples but some people would have their blood sugar spiked by rice containing sushi and not by ice cream Whereas everyone, yeah. like, classically as we understand it ice cream will, will spike your blood sugar but as a general rule yeah the sugary things are what are going to spike your blood sugar and can lead to that to that slightly disrupted sleep. Um, so if anyone does track their sleep or has like a whoop or anything like that, just take a look at your heart rate variability the night after you've like mainline chocolate before going to bed versus a normal night, and you will see that your heart rate variability plummets and you you will have slower uh, less slow wave sleep, and that's all oh, to do wow. with blood sugar levels. So yeah, so you definitely want to avoid that um, uh, sort of the real high sugar items just before bed. Um, yeah. If you're going to have them, because I know there's, there is often, you know, there's a lot of celebratory food around during Ramadan as well. If, if you want it, maybe go for it for the breakfast option rather than sunset or, yeah, or just have a little bit 
with your your big savory meal at sunset if you really do want to try and maintain recovery and performance through the month yeah and what if you're you're not having your big meal uh, as soon as you can break fast you might have something small and then you train and then you have your big meal. So I would say break the fast with, so you don't want anything heavy because obviously you're about to train, but you do want something that's going to give you instant energy. So actually that's the situation where I would go for sugar. Um, I would go for protein and sugar. So actually, to be honest, the ideal thing to have, one of the ideal things to have would be scoop of whey protein in some skimmed milk with a chunk of honey. Yeah, like a ripe banana or a hot white bagel because it's not too heavy it's not too high fiber it's really fast digesting um and you're getting that protein hit which you also want you might you've got this opportunity to have protein before you train and you've had a day without it like get it in and it will mean you're optimizing your recovery as as fast as you can um and yeah the honey or like haribo or something is going to give you that instant fast digesting energy that you you kind of need to get through that training session and then after your training session follow exactly the same principles as we just said for sunset so no more sugar um so you have it before your training because you're about to use it all so it's not going to spike your blood sugar you're going to hit the session and use it all up um presumably yeah Obviously, if you're going for a super light gymnastic session maybe don't have like 100 grams of haribo buzzing afterwards and won't do, use it up and then won't sleep but you know yeah. say you're doing a normal training session yeah and then post-training follow the the things that you just went through yeah yeah yeah, yeah so the, the slower digesting sleep well type foods yes amazing i think that's quite helpful because we, you know, we have so many members that are going, you know, that do it every year and they're fast every year. And there's a lot of uncertainty as to what sort of foods they should and shouldn't be eating and can they keep training? And yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So I think that's uh, quite useful. And if people don't have eat dairy, then um, make a shake with some protein, like your, your, your plant-based protein powder, ideally rice plus pea is the great, is the ideal combination as far as we currently understand it and coconut water that'll also give you some carbs and electrolytes okay um, like milk i just yeah i meant dairy milk so cow's milk so i would use cow's milk or like skimmed cow's milk or um coconut water okay with the plant-based protein yeah yeah and then well whey if you if you eat dairy i would go with whey protein and then if you are if you don't have if you don't have um if you don't have whey then then the plant-based yeah fantastic i want to and I think this might need to be for a second <laughs> if, if it's okay with you, but I do want to dive into nutrition for weight loss, but I think that's a whole nother spectrum conversation. Of, yeah. It's a whole nother spectrum. I would definitely do that. There's a, there's a lot of, a lot of questions and a lot of with, um, I think with social media, there's so much information and so much incorrect information because everyone's got a platform and anyone yeah. can, and lacking the context and yeah for the sport and yeah 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 so i think uh i think that's something that our members would be really interested in as well and out and and the guys listening but um perhaps for a second a part two with dr shanae if that's okay with you um but i i hope i hope you guys found that really useful i've certainly learned a lot um and got a lot out of that Thank you for for joining <laughs> us on. Is it Friday morning there? Yes. Yeah. Friday morning. 
he lost track of the days. That's why oh. the gyms need to reopen. So I actually know what day of the week what is. Day it is. And having the long weekend as well. Yeah, exactly. But Easter just has thrown everyone off. But, um, no, we, I, I really, really appreciate you spending your morning with us. Oh, no, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, always love a good chat. It's been really, really good. I will reschedule another one and we can, we can dive into the other side of nutrition. Yeah, definitely. If that's okay with you, but thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day. And, and thanks for joining us and answering all our questions. Oh no, thank you for having me on your Friday evening. So have a lovely evening. No problem at all. I'm going to, uh, when, when we post the podcast, I'm going to um, put your social media handle and everything on there but if anyone does want to reach out we can find you on instagram yes yeah so i'm sinead.fee fuel perform yep i was thinking about that i really should know by now four years down the line well, <laughs> how often do you have to repeat it you'd never repeat it yeah exactly we'll 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 tag you in our posts and and uh and put it up but um thanks again so much and uh enjoy your weekend and look out for part two guys <laughs> Enjoy your day. Bye, Sinead. Thanks so much for joining us on the 168 Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and follow us at 168 Podcast on socials. We'll see you next time.